Welcome to the Eat Local CNY podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Tringale. And in this week's episode, I'm sitting down and talking with the team, the father, the daughter from the Syracuse Salt Company, David and Libby, who are making salt right here in Syracuse. In this week's episode, I talk a little bit in the conversation with David and Libby about the whole Empire Beer situation and downtown Syracuse and how they closed and, you know, yada, yada, yada. I just wanted to say that there's a lot more to the story than I kind of talk about in this podcast, and I'm sure there's a hell of a lot more to the story than Syracuse.com has reported on, than I've even heard, and I've been asking around and trying to find stuff out, because I'm curious to know if this is just an evil, bad real estate developer who's raising prices like crazy, or if it's just a business that was struggling, and so... Um, we support Empire at Eat Local CMY, the Kaz Farmstead uh, Brew House, whatever is on the Eat Local CMY card. And I hope that, you know, if you're going out and drinking beer or going out to eat, that you support local and the Empire is one of the local places that you support. Having said that, I'm just sure that in this store there's a lot more information and I did not have all that information when we were talking on the podcast today. And that's it. Uh, our sponsor for today is Sriracha Cues. Listen, I'm not a hot sauce person. I said it last week. I'm going to say it again. I'm probably going to say it the week after this too. I am typically not a hot sauce person. I'm very skeptical about hot sauce. I just don't understand it. I just don't. I've never liked Tabasco, although you know, whatever. I opened up a bottle of the Recess Coffee hot sauce from Sriracha Cues that they made a couple weeks ago, and holy cow, is that stuff good. It's not overly spicy. I don't do overly spicy foods. Um, It's packed full of flavor. It adds so much to whatever we're eating. If you don't know, Friday night in the Tringale household, that's right, because we're married now, Friday night in the Tringale household is pizza night. We order pizza. We drink some wine or some beer and watch TV or watch a movie, and that's what we do on Friday nights. Now... I also have the bottle of Sriracha Q's hot sauce with me, and I put it on my pizza because it's amazing. I am really putting this stuff on everything. And so you need to head over to srirachacues.com and pick up your bottles of hot sauce today. You know, I've been trying to think already. It's November something or other. It's the first part of November today. And, uh, you know, Christmas is coming around the corner. We've got a lot of family now that we buy gifts for. You know, Rebecca's family, my family, whatever. And I always try to buy things that are like in the food world because, well, you know, this. And I can't give them an Eat Local CMY card at every occasion for obvious reasons. So last year we bought them some Syracuse salt for like Rebecca's parents and uh, for my dad. And, you know, I'm still going to like I already plan on getting some salt for some family members. But I already know what I'm going to get Rebecca's parents for Christmas. And so, Diane, Terry, if you're listening to this podcast, skip forward about 60 seconds. Um, but Sriracha Q's has this subscription. It's 216 bucks, and you get a bottle of hot sauce delivered every single month to your door or whoever's door you're buying the gift for. So that's what I'm buying them. It's amazing. I buy Rebecca this book of the month club thing because she loves it every single you know the past three that's what she's got she loves reading and it's great every single month she gets a book sent to her and she loves it 
I'm going to do this with hot sauce because it's such a great idea. Every single month, they're going to have a bottle of hot sauce sent to them. It's free shipping. You pay the 216 or whatever it is, and then I don't have to think about it ever again. Every single month, they're going to think of me. It's great. It's a wonderful gift. You should head over to Sriracha Q's. Sriracha Q's. That's S-Y-R-A-C-H-A-C-U-S-E.com today and get a bottle or get 10 or start getting your gifts now. It's worth it. Trust me. You're going to love it. Well, without further ado, here is my conversation with David and Libby. So we are sitting here with the uh, creators of the Syracuse Salt Company. Yay. Great to be here. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah. Um, so we've got David and Libby, correct? Mm-hmm. And father-son team, or father-son, oh my God, father-daughter team. <laughs> uh, I know, it's confusing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's long hair. It threw me off. <laughs> so uh, how long have you guys been in business? Uh, just over four years. It's easy to remember because it was my wedding anniversary. Oh, nice. So, mm-hmm. You wait. So uh, that's the day you started it. Well, so when I got back from um, my honeymoon is when we first started the conversation. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. No pressure. You just get home from your honeymoon and want to start a business. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, I stopped like wedding that. planning. I needed something <laughs> other. Like like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, walk me through why salt. Well, as Libby mentioned, when she was on her honeymoon, she brought back a nice little gift set. Of three different infused salts okay. and gave them to me. And I said, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, we're in the Salt City. You know, yeah. So it kind of really works. Why don't, are you interested in doing something like that? And uh, I'll look into it. And it took a little time of research. And, and I was looking for something else to do. I was, I was working in Geneva, driving back and forth every day. Got old and wasn't really into the job anymore. Mm. Trying to be something a little more creative. And... Um, that seemed to fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he. the reason that I brought back the salt is because he's always liked to play in the kitchen. That's kind of something that we've always done together a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, perfect little yeah. um, travel thing to bring back for him. And then we're both, we, we were just sitting there talking, and we were like, why is this not something here? Yeah, because so. there isn't anybody in the area. I mean, I know there's nobody else in Syracuse, but there's nobody else in, like, Central New York or the Finger Lakes that does this, correct? There's a spotty here and there. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some, there are a couple little, you know, olive oil stores, yeah. uh, Wegmans. Everybody has, all these places have little bits and pieces of this, but nobody that's just dedicated to it. Yeah. And nobody's making salt yeah. here, you know, so, which was the ultimate goal. I mean, this was a good way to get into it was to do some infused salts, you know, maybe buy some, repackage. Mm. Um, but, to make our own salt, which is really, you know, that was what I was really excited about. Yeah. And uh, try to bring an industry back that the city was born yeah. in, basically. And uh, so that took a little time, but mm. that was that was an ultimate goal. Yeah. Uh, and this was a great way to enter the market was mm. through the infused salts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, can you walk me through a little bit, like, what's the, I mean, what is that? I mean, so recently you started producing salt that's, from Syracuse. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. 
you go to Onondaga Lake every day and just get buckets? <laughs> <laughs> Ideally not. That's actually, but that is, that is what people, most people think. And it's a big thing we have to kind of educate people yeah. on. It's not directly from Onondaga Lake. I just like, I've seen all the videos like, you know, Jacobson or Jacobs, whatever it is, you know, on the West yeah. coast, you know, they're pumping, you know, it's like, even there's places on the East coast that are like pumping water in. Yeah. Well, and obviously yeah. you can't do that from the lake here. Yeah. And that, that's, I can't tell you how many people have said, I'll never eat your salt because <laughs> who, I don't want anything from Onondaga Lake. And one guy said, I saw what goes into that creek. I don't want anything that comes out of that creek. I said, well, good. Neither do we. Yeah. So we're getting the, uh, our, our well is almost 300 feet deep. Okay. And it's a, it's the water that flows from the south to the north to the lake hmm. underground picks up the salt that's mm-hmm. embedded in the, the, um, the shale mm. underground mm. and as it moves along toward the lake it dissolves the salt we punched a hole in the ground and mm. we're drawing that that stuff out of the ground and then re-evaporating the water off of it wow. so the stuff we're getting is actually you know one thing it's 220 feet below the level of the lake mm. that's <laughs> the first thing below the bottom of the lake. Yeah. And then the other thing is it's flowing from the south to the lake. So yeah. it's not coming from the lake. It's not anywhere near the lake. It's way down deep. That's so, good. and this is the <laughs> stuff, this is the stuff when salt was being made in the 17, 1800s. That's how, I mean, they didn't dig the wells until later in the, in the time, but most of the, most of the water that came to the surface that, where they got the salt back in those days were artesian wells. So they were wells that basically came up on the surface yeah and it was salty water and Mm. and there's still some now that's why onondaga lake is considered one of the or the most brackish or saltiest lakes Mm. in the east because salt automatically just flows through the through the groundwater and into artesian wells and into onondaga creek and then ends up in onondaga lake yeah so it besides all the other stuff that's in there too. Yeah, right. <laughs> and that was actually the origin of the salt potatoes too, is when the whole mm. salt industry was happening, they would take that water, yeah. and that's the salty water they would boil the potatoes in for their lunch. Oh, that's wild. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yep. So is that, one of most, is that one of the most annoying parts of having your business, people saying, like, you having to explain to people it doesn't come from Onondaga Lake? It's, I wouldn't say it's annoying. It's understandable from, you know, <laughs> the years of, you know, Onondaga Lake is the most polluted and blah, blah, blah. But um, it's definitely the most, what we spend the most time on when we're talking about it, really? for sure. Because, yeah. um, again, it's, I mean, you, you get it from both angles. Because the other thing is, well, salt's not good for you. Well, it is. Here's why. <laughs> and then, well, well, from Onondaga Lake, then, you know, no yeah. way. So you kind of get it from both ends. But. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. But that's the educational part of it. Yeah. Know? That's probably where we spend most of our time. Yeah. You know, there, there are a whole bunch of people that come and say, wow, this is so cool. Mm-hmm. I, I want this. Yeah. A few people will ask the questions about pollution and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've asked that question of ourselves several times and we have it tested. Yeah. So we, you know, we have a food testing lab we use and we send it out there checking for heavy metals and mineral content. And it is, it's as clean as you can imagine. Yeah, I'm and, sure. You know, so it's, um, we don't want to put a product out there that's going to kill people. Yeah, right. yeah. that's a good thing. <laughs> or ourselves, because I eat this stuff every day. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, before we got it tested, he was taking, like, you know, spoonfuls. He's like, here, try it, try it. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, Wait till we get it tested first. Yeah. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. hilarious. 
yeah. and the and the salt coming out of the ground, and and this is the coolest part. This is one of the coolest parts. The salt that we're taking out of the well, you dip mm-hmm. your finger in there. It's four times saltier than the ocean. Wow. Coming out of the ground, it's four times saltier than the ocean. That's wild. So that that's that blew me away, and mm-hmm. it doesn't taste like the ocean. You know, ocean water mm-hmm. you get in your mouth, and it's kind of you know, yeah. it's got all the algae and stuff in it. This is this is as clean as you can imagine. Mm. So you can stop down sometime, you know. Yeah, that'd give be great. Drink. Yeah, when I had Tim on the podcast, um, you know, I wasn't sure about him like driving if he and he was like, no, I don't care. And then yeah, I think he left here and went straight over. Yeah, to see we you. went over. We we chatted for a while, and and. Uh, I said, well, you're here. Why don't we get lunch? You got a minute. And they said, yeah, let's go over and get some ramen. Uh, he was all into that. He couldn't wait to Take go over I. and see Kyle. Yeah. Except for that was the day they were closed for, for construction. Oh. The only Monday they've been closed for construction kind of stuff because oh, they had some yeah. issues. Yeah. So I told Kyle that a couple of weeks ago. And he said, oh, dang, I wish I knew. You know, <laughs> but, you know. Yeah. He's, they're doing a really good job over there. Oh, yeah. He really is. Yeah. You know. I'm sure it's not easy to have a ramen shop in Syracuse. I mean, you have the luxury of like being unique, mm-hmm. but you also are at a disadvantage of being unique. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't help when like you're one of a kind and then like a Mexican restaurant opens up across the street, <laughs> yeah. which is also one of a kind for downtown. Yeah. You know? right. <laughs> um, I will say though, we, um, I brought my husband to Kasai mm-hmm. for the, his first time. I've been a few times and, um, and he's a huge ramen fan. I don't know if I even told you this. And, um, and, he a he loved it. He was blown yeah. away. Um, but the staff is so knowledgeable about mm. everything, and they're really eager to explain it. So I think that's really helpful for you know the Syracuse community that may not be familiar yeah. with it. That was I, I was really impressed by that. Yeah, for sure. There is part of me that's, and I know that Kyle knows what he's doing, and you know he's trained the staff and that kind of stuff. There's still a part of me inside that's skeptical because it's like. Uh, you know, here's this white guy that's trying to tell me about like something from Japan, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I do love that whenever I see somebody roasting them on Facebook, you know, like there was one guy a couple weeks ago on the where Syracuse eats page that just went off on them, said it was like the worst ramen he had oh ever gosh. had, not authentic at all. The first thing I did is I went to this person's Facebook page was scrolling through their pictures to see if they had been to like Tokyo recently, you know, cause mm-hmm. I'm like, well, what do you know about authentic Japanese cuisine? Right. You know? Right. And, uh, luckily somebody else asked him that question before I got to it and <laughs> he has never been and doesn't know what authentic ramen is, right. you know? And ramen well, is regional, even in, you know, I've never been to Japan either, right. but what I've read about it, it's, it's very regional. You know, mm-hmm. it's, I mean, you can buy ramen in Japan in bus stations from a vending machine. Right. Uh, yeah. And it's probably some of the most amazing ramen you will ever eat. Yeah. But Kyle's doing it. I mean, he's, yeah. you know, his his broth. I was on a ramen kick for a while myself, mm-hmm. and I was looking for noodles everywhere. Yeah. And, uh, it was a little extreme, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but my broth was really good. Yes, it was. I thought. I mean, <laughs> and that really all matters when I'm making it. But uh, his, is, his is amazing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and what we're happy with is he's using our salt. And salt is one of the like the three or four main ingredients in mm-hmm. in ramen making and broth making and yeah. and Asian cuisine in general. So we're pretty kind of proud that he's you yeah know, he's joined in on that. So that he thinks it's good enough to, That's to use amazing. and yeah, yeah it's sure. amazing. And he's doing a great thing. You know, we've been there several times, and you know we're early diners usually, so we'll mm-hmm. get there early and and we say, man, there's only like three or four other people in here. And then by seven o'clock, seven thirty, eight o'clock, all mm. of a sudden the place is 
packed. Yeah. You know, it's just amazing how yeah. it gets really busy as the time goes on. Yeah. And uh, Rebecca and I are like that as well. Rebecca is my fiance and she likes to, she's usually in bed by like between 7.30 and 8.30. Um, and Sounds she, like, like, yeah. like you. <laughs> she's 30 though. She's not, you know, so okay. she's young. All right. All right. Thanks a lot for pointing. Well, no, we're having dinner tonight at seven and I was like, are you sure it's okay? It's a little late for yeah, you. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So Rebecca's, yeah, she's, you know, definitely early to bed, but, um, so we go to dinner really early as well. And I think when we went there, it was like five fifteen that we yep. went to dinner, you know, I kind of like that, though, because I hate going to restaurants when they're busy, so I'll purposefully go at odd times. Mm -hmm. I'll have lunch at, like, 1130 just because I know not many people are going to be there. Oh, yeah. You know, so. Yeah. And that's most of the times that I'm at Kasai is for lunch. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. I've been there for lunch several times. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun because you got a little extra time to, yeah. to spend and enjoy it. All right. There is a three-month period I was there, like, once or twice a week for lunch. <laughs> well, the nice thing about ramen is when you have it, you crave it. Pretty yeah. soon after, right? It's a it's a weird thing, but it's all the MSG in that. No, is that what? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what that was. Because I, I don't yeah. think I hope Kyle. No, I don't put MSG in your ramen. <laughs> no, there's some cool stuff happening in Syracuse with food too. He's that's yeah. one good example of it. It's, yeah. There's some. I want to I want to try all these restaurants yeah. and you know and can't always get around to every place, but yeah, we're, mm -hmm. we're excited too. Well, when I was at, um, Mark had me do some pictures for him at the fair and yeah. he had a bag of the salt sitting there. And so I walked up and was like putting my finger in there and <laughs> trying it. And, uh, I was like, Oh my God, this is amazing. And then I went to Eden and had dinner one night and you know, the steak that I had was just, you know, dusted or covered with mm -hmm. this salt. And it was, it was very, very good. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're pretty proud I, yeah. I am. I am. No, I am. I'm very proud that you know some of the some of the the restaurants that are using our salt are some of the most talented chefs in the city, which we're yeah. really happy about. We haven't been to St. Urban. I haven't been to St. Urban yet. And yeah, you yeah. haven't either. No, but we have friends that have been and they've tried. Um, they actually mm. were like, "Wait, this is your salt." They just told us all about it, and I was like, "Yeah, mm. you know, I just delivered it the other day." Yeah, and um, she and she sent me a picture and her piece of toast was covered with it and she was like this is so good so but i know yeah. st urban is we've been trying to go for the past like two weeks i think yeah, yeah. we'll get there we're going to um steakhouse at turning stone tonight oh nice they're not using our salt yet yeah. but um i'm gonna bring some so that we can just put it on the yeah. leave it on the table <laughs> how important is that like for, you know to a business standpoint for you know having syracuse salt how important is it for you to have it in the restaurants Oh, well, there's there's a couple of different ways to answer that. I mean, it's important to us that um, people see how good of a product it is. Mm -hmm. um, the chefs that have, which we kind of talked about a second ago, the chefs that have tried it have had really positive feedback on it. Yeah. Um, so for me, that's the, one of the more important things that I like to see. Um, so that, you know, it's a little bit of validation to know that we're not, just because we're eating it so much, like other people like it too. And it's been, it's. I mean... I don't know if they were just trying to be nice, but it was compared by one chef uh, to Florida Cell. Wow. Which is like the, I mean, that's the, and part of that is too, because it doesn't have that um, seawater stuff that actual um, sea salt has. It's yeah. not, it doesn't have that weird, not necessarily weird, but it's not as harsh of a taste. Mm -hmm. um, so to hear that, that's how I feel about it. And so to hear that feedback from chefs, that's what really yeah. is nice yeah. for me. But you, 
from a business standpoint. <laughs> no, I'm not even thinking of the business standpoint. I'm I'm halfway I'm halfway to what my personal goal was. Mm-hmm. I wanted to create something and I wanted to be somehow tied to the earth somehow. Mm-hmm. My, my whole my whole existence has been outside stuff, you mm-hmm. know, being doing things related to the to the earth. Landscaping, tree work, you mm-hmm. know, growing stuff, gardens. So the validation Libby's talking about is really important. Um, I wanted to be able to create something and create something that's good. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. Uh, so that's halfway to where yeah. what I wanted is I wanted to be able to create something that was good mm-hmm. and prove that we can do that, prove that I could be involved in that. The second part is having more people buy it so that we can actually maybe pay for what we got into it <laughs> would be real nice. Yeah. But, yeah. but I'm halfway there. I'm, we, right. I think we're, we are, we are very close to, um, realizing both parts of those things. But mm. the, the first part of it, we're there Yeah. except for this week. Now I'm finding that I'm, because we're working with mother nature, she always throws in a little twist every once in a while. <laughs> so what we have is, um, we use a very scientific way of getting iron out of the water. Mm-hmm. We let it settle. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So we do that, and and then you know we evaporate the water off. But for some reason, the last couple of batches, we're just the iron doesn't want to go away. Hmm. So it it is now. It took it took a couple. It took a week. It took two weeks longer than it normally does. Hmm. So that's the thing about working with nature. It's yeah. you know we never know what we're going to run into. So the process isn't like okay, I I I made this cool uh, piece of artwork or mm-hmm. paper art or whatever, and now I know how to do it. I'll do a million of them, yeah, and they're all the same every time. It doesn't work that way when right. you deal with nature. So no, uh, no, no, but that's kind of the fun part of it. That's and this is also a lesson in patience, yeah. Which it's again, not his strong suit. <laughs> not my strong suit. Never has been. But this is some. I don't know if it's the universe telling me I need to learn more. So yeah, I'm the same way. I can't. I'm not patient with anything. Um, you know, I, I'm learning to be more so now with Rebecca because um, I have. You know, I can I can kind of bullshit anybody, but not. You know, but wait a minute, patient her. with her or patient because of her? Be, uh, patient because of her. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, she has so all sure the patience that. in the world. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, because for her, I'll say something like, uh, well, if I get this piece of equipment, I could increase the business. And so she's learned now that she, she'll, she, at one point she'd be like, oh, okay, well then you should go buy that lens, you know? And then, you know, the business didn't increase overnight. And so she's <laughs> like, but what happened? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so now she knows better. Than you to say, said yeah, that. Go, it would, just go get yeah. it. Yeah. Right. That's a, that's a, um, kind of our relationship a really? little bit, even from the beginning. Um, is he, he'll have this big idea and then mm. he'll, you know, shoot it over to me and we'll, yeah. I'll say, okay, well, this is how we could do that at this point. But yeah. right now this is how we're going to do that. <laughs> and so that's been a learning process for both of us too, in terms of patience. Cause oh, yeah. I think I have a little bit more patience than you I do. think you got a lot more patience than <laughs> I do, but it's, you know, it's a good, it, it works. You know, we, we bang that stuff off each other. Yeah. It, it's really helpful that way. Yeah. Oh, so, so Walk me through, because I know, like, I guess it's not necessarily in, like, hot or humid climates, but um, you you can't really sprawl out your water uh, out in the open to kind of let it settle and evaporate like you can in 
you know, the Pacific, you know, Northwest right. or anything like that. So are you having to really specifically control the environment that it's sitting in? Um, yes. Uh, We're still playing with that whole thing too, yeah. a little bit, different processes. I think the process is good as long as we adjust it to nature occasionally. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have the sunshine here, yeah. obviously, and we don't, our space doesn't allow that right mm-hmm. now. And it takes a long time. Yeah. Um, so there's the patience thing. So what we do is we evaporate it very slowly with gas. So okay. we're we're using gas. We we may eventually switch to electric. I don't know how that'll work. Mm. Um, we had grand I I've had grand ideas of doing it all with you know with electric with solar, but yeah. we don't own the building. Mm. Uh, so we own the well, and we pump that into a holding tank, mm-hmm. and we. We pump air into it to get rid of the iron, mm-hmm. and then the iron settles out over time. Mm. We take the water and slowly evaporate that. It usually takes 24 to 30 hours mm-hmm. to evaporate it down where it starts to crystallize. Okay. And then from there, you know, we scoop it out and then dry it. Mm-hmm. And when the weather is decent, we'll dry it in the sun. Yeah. But again, at this time of year, yeah. it, it's really difficult. So we got this neat little beginning beginner's greenhouse mm. with a little space heater in it That's cool. and uh and it works really well mm-hmm. and then yeah. we sift it out to a uniform size mm. and uh and but you just even came up with that idea a week that ago. just happened yeah that oh, just wow. happened yeah so yeah. it's a it's a constantly evolving process yeah. for sure and i think it works well now we're we're hoping to scale that at some point yeah and when we do that then it's a larger evaporation pan, mm-hmm. um, a larger greenhouse, yeah, and and we're we're positioned for that, you know, the space we have, yeah. we, we can do that. Hmm. Uh, so we adjust with with conditions, as you asked. We we adjust with conditions as we go. It's more on the fly. Yeah, you know, when it's when it's nice out, we can put a rack in the sun. We'll put a rack in the sun. When we hmm. can't, we do it inside. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd imagine for this part of the country, that's got to be the toughest part, without a doubt. Yeah, and you talk about know. Jacobson, you know, they don't solar evaporate anything. Yeah. You know, they, they boil it all down. But there, there's, again, there's a little bit of a difference in the process. They're taking water at 3, 3.5% saturation for salt. Mm-hmm. You know, ours is 12, 13. Wow. So they have, they have to get rid of all the calcium, the magnesium, all the algae. Mm-hmm. So they're doing some filtration. Yeah. They're doing some... They boil it down to reduce the volume and get rid of some of those bitter things like calcium chlor- calcium carbonate and magnesium chloride and those sorts of things. We don't have that problem. Hmm. We've got a little bit of calcium carbonate in it. We've got a little bit of magnesium chloride in it, but not much hmm. because we're above that limit. Yeah. You know, we're above that saturation point where it's already settled out. Hmm. So we don't get that bitterness, and that's one of the things with our salt. It's, it's not really bitter. Yeah. And Jacobson, they spend a lot of time and energy um, making sure that their salt is beautiful. Yeah. And it is beautiful. Yes. Yeah. Um, I read recently they're, they're planning on producing about 180,000 pounds this year. Wow. So, but they've got an endless supply. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. I know I was watching some videos on just like salt production, uh, last night and I was just thinking that's kind of like a great business model if you're near an ocean. I mean, yeah. You're yeah. never going to run out of a supply of your product. I mean, hopefully. You yeah. Know. yeah. Right. Yeah, so, yeah. Then the closest that at least I've seen so far to what would be like the ultimate 
goal, which may not ever be possible up here, but mm-hmm. we went and visited JQ Dickinson Saltworks mm-hmm. um, in West Virginia, and they have pretty much fully greenhouse solar evaporated, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. and they they have a similar situation that Jacobson does and other sea salt companies is they've got they've got a two step process to get mm-hmm. to where mm-hmm. they need to be because they're pushing at four percent too. Mm. So right. they're they're very they've got a very low yeah you know, low salinity in their water. So we're really lucky with that. And which is, you know, this is why Syracuse is, was the salt city. Yeah. It is a salt city is because the salt that's coming out of the earth is really salty. Yeah. So that just means that they have to pull out more water in order to get the same amount right. of salt that yeah. you're going to have. Right. And they right. do it by solar evaporation. They've got a bunch mm-hmm. of greenhouses and it takes them three or four weeks to get a product. Yeah. Or we can do it and we can turn one around and, you know, 30 hours. Hmm. Wow. Or so. Is there a, is there another like landlocked salt production company that you know of? Well, that, that one. They are, you know, yeah. Oh, they are. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are. They're in southern West Virginia. And then you go out in um, Salt Lake City, you know, you go out yeah. to Utah. That's, that's another one. Yeah. But other There's, than that, I don't know. Yeah, all else. the, all the, and that's what's interesting is um, all of the salt companies that we've found, which we've, we do actively look for them mm-hmm. and, you know, always are open to collaborating and things like that and learning from each other. Yeah. Um, like Hatteras is in North Carolina. Hmm. Um, they're, you know, yeah. ocean based, um, somebody in Long Island, yeah, somebody Long in Island Florida. a lot in hmm. Pacific Northwest, Florida. Yeah. So we haven't really found many that are landlocked, but it's all, I mean, and you know, the science of this more, he's a science person. I'm not so as much, um, but it's the same, essentially, body of water underneath the... Yeah. Ancient, 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 ancient yeah. sea, ancient ocean, whatever. Yeah. 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 That's mm-hmm. wild. But, uh, the, uh, yeah, the water source makes a huge difference. Oh, you know, if yeah. You, if you get... We've, I've tasted sea salt from Florida. Mm-hmm. It's way different than Hatteras. It's way different than mm-hmm. Long Island. It's way different than Jacobson. It's yeah. outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so at a certain a, a point, you're going to be consuming whatever it's coming from. Yeah. 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 And depending on how they purify it, you know, how they filter a lot. And yeah, I've just been talking about that recently because, you know, I do this. Um, uh, one of my clients is Dolce Vita and they're they're pretty much a whole keto restaurant at this point. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't realize that. No. Yeah. OK. Uh, Antoinette, who owns it, she has been keto for like four years and lost tons of weight mm-hmm. and um it's pretty crazy she was like on the cover of women's world magazine and wow we had a news channel from south korea come to do a whole seer like interview oh, wow. with her about it wow. um, which was wa- pretty wild um uh but yeah so she's pretty much keto and so we we have a keto podcast that her and i do for the oh, restaurant cool. and we've been talking a lot lately on that one about like you know, because keto people eat a ton of meat, you know, like fat and protein mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. you know. So we've been talking a lot about that and like where you actually buy your food from and what is inside of like what it's eating. You're ultimately going mm-hmm. to be consuming, right. mm-hmm. you know. Um, there was just some somebody I think I heard it on like Howard Stern talking about like these microplastics that you have to be worried about and fish that you get. You know, it's just right. and salt. And sea salts have microplastics. In really? It some, some do. Yeah. Well, ours will never have microplastics because yeah. it's from a well. Right. But, uh, that's actually a, a minor selling point, yeah. Yeah. which may be down the road by the time anybody really cares. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, when I first heard about micro microplastics, there was an app, and mm-hmm. you could just do you could just take a 
picture of the UPC code and find out if there's microplastics in it. Hmm. And I said, I eat way worse stuff than microplastics, I'm sure. What's this shit it's about? <laughs> um, yeah. But it's, you know, it's a real thing, you know, yeah. especially when you look at these things under a microscope or, you know, yeah. pictures of under a microscope. Is there tiny little balls that we're eating every day? Yeah. Oh, and people really, I mean, people really care about it. Some people really, yeah. you know, yeah. That's that like, makes a big difference. Is it good? Is it as good as fiber is for your system? <laughs> mm. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it is wild. I mean, the more I'm getting into it, the more, the more I'm like going through Eat Local, the more I'm kind of getting into the farming aspect and, you know, agriculture and all that kind of stuff. And um, it really is, it's, you know, it's actually funny. I just put on like an Instagram story. If anybody knew um, where you could buy like local, like meat locally from a farm that you know how they're raising it, you know, like chickens are actually free range and not just confined, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I had this person in the DMS that said, um, I put on there any like ethically raised, you know, pigs. And cause at this point in time, I'm, I won't eat chicken or pork because of how, 90% of it's being raised, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and especially thinking about pigs and kind of what they eat and, you know, how they go about their day. <laughs> I don't want to eat that unless I know the <laughs> farmer and like what's yeah. going on. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so, um, my friend Val, who I asked her to take over our Instagram for a couple of days and cause she's uh, vegan. Um, she hasn't responded yet, but her response was, you can't ethically murder an animal. Um, oh, yeah. So, so she's going to be there Saturday. That's a, good point. Yeah. That's, 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 a, that's a good point. You can do it yeah. gently, but you really probably not. Yeah. Right. Well, it, I guess ethically, it depends on what your ethics are. So. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Then yeah. we're getting into a whole philosophical. Yeah. <laughs> we, Let's uh, have that. Cut. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, we, used to do, um, we used to do our own chickens. Oh, really? And, and beef. And uh, he did. I lived there, I but did. I did not partake. I, Wait, you raised? You had yeah, a farm? Yeah. Oh, wow. And, and when I was you know, a teenager, we had pigs. So okay. uh, and my brother was a chef his whole career oh, okay, here cool. in, in, in Syracuse. So he started getting pigs when we were, I don't know, 12, 13. Oh, wow. And, uh, and then. What did your parents do? They kind of watched what we did, and yeah. my father a, was a frustrated farmer his whole life. Okay. You know, he's, he never farmed, but yeah. you know, he was always having a garden, and mm-hmm. he always, you know, he always grew things. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I say frustrated because I think he wanted to, but he really didn't have the time to do it. He worked at Salve. Um, what's what was the name? No, Syracuse Litho. Oh, Syracuse yeah. Litho. Mm-hmm. But okay. uh, which doesn't exist anymore either. Mm-hmm. But. My brother would, you know, he'd get a couple of pigs and we'd raise them in the backyard mm. and learn how to, how not to do it, yeah. you know, cause they would climb out of the pen and, mm. um, but we did chickens here, I don't know, 10 years ago, 12 mm. years ago. And, and come harvest time, I wanted my son who was 13 yeah. to be involved in that because I wanted him to understand what it was about and I needed the extra hands. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's probably still reeling from that. I, I'm not sure. Yeah, it I was, was not involved. In it. It, was, uh, it was an experience that <laughs> he, he probably would be happy to forget. That's well, awesome. and a really, a really big hint for anyone that's you know going to be raising beef or something like that, don't name the cow. Um, that was probably mistake number one with, when we had a, a beef cow. That's awesome. Yeah, we yeah. still have a framed picture of him in, oh, in his house. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. I wanted to, I talked about this on the episode with, uh, Adam, uh, Sudman from, and, mm-hmm. um, he asked me to cut it out, uh, 
but he's not here today. Um, <laughs> we actually just met with him a couple weeks ago. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. No. He's such an interesting, per, you know, and, and, you know, arguably necessary for the area, mm-hmm. right? Um, I still, I, I mean, I've, that's the only time I've ever met him was the two hours we spent for the podcast. And um, so I shouldn't have somebody figured out in two hours, but I still don't have any clue, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought about raising rabbits, at one point. Oh. <laughs> um, I have, I live on the North side and I bought the, there was an empty lot next to our house and I bought it for like a dollar. And so I've always been trying to figure out what I'm going to do with it. And, uh, so far it's just been like an unmowed, you know, unfenced lot. But at one point I was going to raise rabbits and I, Oh, so like raise them, not just like have a couple. No, yeah. yeah like have, raise them for food. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And, um, uh, so I had a friend of mine who is a great chef and I was like, all right, I'm going to buy a couple rabbits and you make a dish and we'll eat it and see if I think I could do this. And he did. And it was hard to kind of like think, all right, this is a rabbit that I'm mm-hmm. eating right now. Um, and he, he made Haas and Pfeffer, which is, I'm not really big into German food, but mm-hmm. you know, so, you know, maybe that was part of it. Um, but I was like, all right, I, I think I can still do it. Um, let me figure out how you actually kill and clean a rabbit. And that was the, the end ending point. Yeah, right. You know, I don't know yeah. if you know how to do it, not to be gross, but. Well, they used to teach it in New York City. A, a number of years ago here, they started a, a thing in New York City. I don't know if it was in Brooklyn, hmm. where, because that's what was done when, you know, New York City and even Syracuse had a lot of immigrants. Yeah. You know, they were doing what they did when they were back in the old country. Mm-hmm. And there are a whole bunch of people in New York City that wanted to start raising rabbits and goats in their backyard mm. and chickens. So they had classes where they teach people how to raise a, a mm. rabbit or rabbits and then harvest them. Yeah. And uh, it was it was a big thing. You could yeah. sign up for it. And it was, yeah. I, well, I, I didn't get involved too much in the harvesting of the animals. You okay. know, even when, my, when we did pigs, my brother did that. And I wasn't mm. around in, you know, your your friend or beef cow. I wasn't there when they T Bone was his yeah. name. Were you serious? You yes. named him T Bone. That was the we that was the one that yeah. stuck somehow. We had like five different that's names hilarious. and that's the one that stuck. But I wasn't there when when he was slaughtered, but um Yeah, I mean it, Well you that's but, that's a necessary part, I guess, if you want to yeah. eat meat, you gotta at least right. be you gotta <laughs> yeah. you gotta have a relationship with the way they're they're well yeah. one of the famous away. stories was um my uncle, his brother, um one time tried to cook muskrat or something. Oh, we did everything. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. he trapped so, also. He was a trapper too. So, you know, he'd get a muskrat in there. and said, oh, I think I'll try to cook this. And raccoon too. Was raccoon, muskrat. I don't uh, really think raccoon is any sort of delicacy. Yeah. It wasn't. It was horrible. <laughs> it was horrible. Mm. And a squirrel, you know, he, he, his, his first, his daughter-in-law's first, first exposure to him was, you know, he saw a squirrel in his backyard, and he wanted to shoot it and mm-hmm. cook it for dinner that night. Yeah. And uh, I think she still talks about it. That's <laughs> hilarious. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's, you know, again, you, you got to have a relationship with yeah. that yeah. kind of thing. You don't have to see it, though, I suppose. <laughs> so I'm not sure my son will still eat chicken. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, bye, Hannah. Bye, <laughs> Hannah. Um, Rebecca's dad is a uh, big animal vet. And she's from Boonville, and he still lives up there. And um, so he's a big animal vet up there. And so I don't think they really grew up with, like, any aversions to anything, you know. 
Um, I like I love telling the story. Last Christmas when we were up there, I went on a it was Christmas Eve. He was on call, and he got a call to go to some dairy farm, and one of the cows was sick. And so I was like, "Can I go with you?" Oh, and, no. And <laughs> no, he was like, you. "Yeah, sure." <laughs> so, and her parents are originally from Iowa. Oh, okay, here's some gloves. You're yeah. coming with me. Here's some gloves. <laughs> Big long ones that go up to your shoulder. Yeah, but it's winter in Boonville, you know, so it's even worse up there. Oh and, yeah. Um, I I love the story. I have this. My winter jacket is this big parka from like Eddie Bauer with like the fur hood. And so <laughs> I have this thing on. I'm like out in like the driveway waiting for him on my cell phone, you know, and he comes out and like stop, looks at me and stops and turns and goes back inside. And Rebecca comes out like five minutes later and she's like, you can't wear that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could picture where that was going. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. And so I wound up going with him on the call and it was, you know, it was interesting you know yeah. to see like him in action and that kind of stuff but yeah they don't have any aversions to any of that kind of stuff oh so, boy yeah, yeah that's and her fun. yeah her grandmother and great aunts just flew in today from iowa uh our wedding's next friday so yeah, great. congratulations yeah thank yeah, you so everybody's coming in town for that and um her mom had to drop her mom came down to pick him up and had to drop off some dog food for our dog and uh, some special dog food that he had to get. And so we got it from her dad. And so she was like, well, I'm going to drop it off. So I was like, well, come after you get it, Grandma D and everybody, and I'll show you guys the coffee roaster and, you know, see where I work and all that <laughs> kind of stuff. And just seeing, you know, the four of them, or really the three of them, because her mom, you know, was from Boonville. But seeing the three of them, it's like these women in their 70s who are from Iowa, who are all farmers, mm-hmm. oh. come walk through <laughs> this coffee roaster. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Oh, it was pretty funny, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that was, a, that was um, moving back up here. I'm from, you know, obviously around here. Yeah. Um, but my husband and I were down in the city for a long time. Okay. So um, coming up here, he and he's from North Carolina, but he didn't mm. understand because the only part that he'd really seen of New York was down there. Yeah. So coming up here, he was like, you can drive five minutes and there's farm country. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that's, but it's city here. So it's yeah. very interesting. Yeah. I love that. I mean, I talk about CBG farm a lot, you know, Charlie up there is, you know, it's 15 minutes away and you can go and buy beef that he raised. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's amazing. Yeah. Um, I wish more people took advantage of that stuff. Yeah. You know, well, Tim yeah. said, Tim, when you talked with him, said something that I think, is, is resonating with a lot of people now, but go out and meet your farmer. You want to know where your food comes from it? You know, there, I can't imagine there's anybody out there who's growing things or raising animals that wouldn't love to spend 10 minutes with you Mm -hmm. and show you around. You know, you don't, you know, the free range means different things, ethically grown, ethically raised. All those Mm -hmm. things mean different things to different people. And there are definitions for those, but they don't always, they always mean the same thing to everybody. Yeah. You know, I, I, you know, I, I see, um, organic maple syrup. I see, <laughs> you know, organic honey, all these kinds of things that really the, the definition, yeah, it fits the definition, but it doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. But people look at it and say, Oh, this is organic. I'm going to buy it. Right. Well, I've never seen maple syrup that wasn't organic. Yeah. And, and technically if you're raising bees and you're getting the honey, it's, it can be considered organic right. if, um, I mean, I, again, the, the definition is a little different because they'll forage three miles away. Yeah. And, but the, the product is 
technically organic, even though yeah, it, you know, the source may not be right. But you know, reading the labels helps. Mm-hmm. But understanding <laughs> what you're reading is pretty. So you know, oh, you're not yeah. sure. Go go talk to Charlie and say, Charlie, hey, I'm sure he'd love visitors. Oh yeah. You know, he may even give you a shovel yeah. or a rake. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah. Well, that's a big thing with Open Farm Day too, out in Kaz, Casanova. Yeah. Um, we've we've been able to experience a lot of the Kaz mm. culture just because we did the Casanova Farmers Market for so long. Yeah. Um, but the Open Farm Day is great. I mm. mean, you can tour every farm within a certain radius, and that's awesome. You get to meet. The owners, you get to see the animals, you get to see how they exist. Yeah. It's it's pretty neat. Yeah, not like a yeah. county just had one at the end of September too. Yeah. yeah, so it's. I work for Bailiwick out in Elbridge, and uh, Nancy Horgan, who owns Bailiwick, uh, she has you know a few farms, mm-hmm. and so she they did that for she was one of them. So mm-hmm. where you go into the tour and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's great. It's I'm sure everybody would. Anybody who has a farm would love to spend a few minutes with, with people if they wanted yeah. to come out and just ask a question. Yeah. Uh, see it. It's, it's, it's um, maybe, I don't know, but it's probably easier than ever. Maybe it's more challenging, but um, I hope it goes in that direction. I mean, we, we have so many more restaurants that are popping up that are doing things like that. You know, I mean, Taylor and the Cook, who's like 90% local, gets all of his protein locally. Mm-hmm. Um, Eden, who's doing so much. You know, Amano, there's all these places that are doing all these things locally. I hope that it continues to go in that direction. Yeah, I don't see it I don't see it going any, anywhere else. I, you know, yeah. I, I, I'm old enough to remember when the organic produce movement started. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you go to a grocery store and there's a small section that's organic. Yeah. And it looked terrible, and it was more expensive, twice as expensive. Mm. And people were saying, you know, I really want organic, but that looks horrible. And, yeah. you know, I don't want to spend that much more on food. And now right. it's now Whiteman's, who leads the world in a lot of these things, they mix the organic right with the conventional. Yeah. And, um, you know, you pick and choose what you want. But, yeah. but we all demand perfect produce. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of hard to have perfect produce and everything perfect, you know, if it's organically raised. Right. So I think, you know, again, what Tim was saying is it's, you know, what's important is that you're comfortable the way things are being raised. Yeah. And you know your farmer, you know your uh, where your food's coming from. Yeah. And I think it's moving that direction way more than it ever has. So it isn't always about what's the best organic tomato out there. It's, right. You know, what's the best tomato that's going to fit in with my ethics which mm-hmm. is you know well raised not a whole lot of pesticides if any um yeah you know, well, somebody even, who's spending some time picking it and growing it right even looking around at all i mean four years ago when we started the mm. types of restaurants that were around in syracuse and outside areas versus what's here now yeah. um, i mean even you know chef cody uh at mm. Diffy, he was when we first started he was one of the first chefs we worked with and he was at hotel mm. syracuse yeah um i mean there was you know there were the places like possibilities and um also cinco ocho cinco but yeah. n- i mean it's just exploded in the past four oh, years yeah. um which is awesome yeah it really is i'm kind of losing hope in it though with things like uh this you know situation with empire yeah. You know, like that, that really, um, I'm hoping something big happens as a result of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I reached out to like, I messaged Joe Driscoll. Actually, he just messaged me. Actually, that's awesome. 
<laughs> that's that's wild. There's some, there's some waves going through I know. the air. Right there. Yeah, <laughs> Joe's never gonna. He doesn't even know what eat local CMY is. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's great. I met because I messaged him earlier on Facebook, and I was like, "Who do I talk to? Who can we talk to about this?" And he just said, "Let's get together and chat." Oh wow. Um, you know, did you read uh, David's yeah. letter? Yeah. Oh, I haven't read the letter yet. I saw I saw, it and I just didn't get a chance to read it yet. So I was at. It's so funny because this happened yesterday, and if you didn't know the inside story of everything that's happening you'd see or in august they file for you know their you know reorganization for bankruptcy mm-hmm. um you know you see like these little things happening and you know matt uh, reddit let leaves empire you know, so you see these things happening you're like wow they're going under padlock on the door and that's kind of how the article yesterday you know kind of positioned it, mm-hmm. it was like they're screwed they're you know something's mm-hmm. happening and then I went to our networking event last night and I was talking to Ryan from Oh My Darling, who's, you know, a bit of a real estate developer. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, it happened because this guy who is from New York City who bought like all these buildings in oh, Syracuse. Oh, Ar- Armory Boys. Yeah. Well, the yeah. worst name. Well, I <laughs> know. I actually have an interest. We were, I was just talking about this earlier today because yeah. I have a friend whose father owns a business in the same building. Oh, really? Yep. And he is, um, and I don't know Armory Boys yeah. personally. Um, I know they're from New York or New yeah. Jersey or something. Um, but they, when he, you know, forced a meeting, mm-hmm. the my friend's father, um, they said, oh, well, we're going to show Syracuse how to do real estate. Yeah. Um, and ch- and I mean, you know, the apartment's charging $3,000, $3,500. It's crazy. It's, yeah, I mean, it's. Well, Syracuse is going to teach you real quick. Yeah. I think was his was his response. So, um, I I I haven't read the letter yet either, but yeah. I I do know from that perspective, it's not it, no. the story is not exactly no, not at all. And so Ryan was telling me last night that basically he was this guy was buying all these buildings, paying more than they were worth for some reason, and then raising prices like crazy. And it, it's it just really is funny if you don't know the story. I've looked at like Eureka closed last mm-hmm. year, the year before that mm-hmm. urban outfitters, which it is a national business, but whatever they're, go- they're leaving Syracuse. So it's like, all right, maybe things aren't that great. Yeah. And this armor boys owns both those buildings and <coughs> raised the rent like crazy. So mm-hmm. they had to leave. Mm-hmm. I mean, to think that urban outfitters is going to have a cheaper rent at the mall of all places than they right. had in a four story building downtown. Mm-hmm. So that's what they did basically is they went <clears throat> and David's letter says they went from about $10 a square foot to $33 Whoa. a square foot oh overnight. But they oh. denied it in the, the, the yeah. com article. They denied that. And, yeah. and that's again, how I know because the, yeah. my friend's father's business is moving buildings because of the whole thing. Yeah. So. And I think that these, this company has bought like 10 or 12 buildings in downtown mm. and, um, I don't know they've bought a lot, but, um, so to think that that could happen, and that they can kind of, I mean, I, I, I hope politically something changes, mm-hmm. you know, because it's just absolutely ridiculous to think that, um, you know, love them or hate them. Empire has been there for years and they're, years they're a staple and years. Of yeah, exactly. And it's not like another restaurant is going to be able to go in there and afford mm-hmm. to do something in their place. I mean, nobody can afford their, their rent was $25,000 a month is what it was raised to. Yeah. Yeah, um, and think about all the equipment they have down there yeah. and it, at the end of the day it's in a it's a lower level yeah. restaurant right it's in a basement yeah. yeah you know that's what david's letter said twice he's like we were in a basement it's you yeah. know of <laughs> all things mm-hmm. um 
Yeah, it's just absolutely crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know what I don't know how hopeful I am for the future of like the industry in the area because then you have like uh, Devin from the Brinewell, mm-hmm. and I've been saying this about uh, Kubal, but like you know, restaurant all these restaurants are on Grubhub and DoorDash and Uber Eats, and they're paying in most cases a thirty percent commission. Yeah. To have that service provided, mm-hmm. and I don't know of many restaurants outside of a pizza shop or a diner that can sustain that sort of a hit when their food cost is sometimes, you mm-hmm. know, right. thirty, forty. Per, you know, it's crazy. Yeah. You know, so the landscape's definitely going to be interesting to see the next yeah. year. Or so I'd say see what yeah. Maybe well, Grubhub and you know, home delivery was really only for pizzas, you know, pizza, pizzerias and, you know, sub shops. Yeah. And now, you know, with the university and, uh, people that work every day, all day and, you know, they, Grubhub's huge Yeah. and you almost can't survive without it. Right. Well, and I know I'm a little bit, I'm aging out of the bracket a little bit, but I think, um, getting like, I love Ocho Cinco. Yeah. Um, getting Grubhub Ocho Cinco is not the same. No. Not even close. Not at and all. I would so much prefer to, you know, get my ass out of bed and yeah. go or off the couch and go right. eat there than, you know, sitting there playing on my phone ordering Grubhub. Yeah. But I mean that's It'd be okay sitting there and ordering it on the phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but again I might be aging out of that bracket now. Yeah. But the only things that we will order for delivery really I mean there's been some exceptions, but at home is pizza or Chinese. And yeah. mm-hmm. You know, if it's a Saturday morning and we're hungover from the night before, <laughs> like we will be because we're going to the brew fest or whatever it is in the landmark. Is that tonight? No, it's in November. Oh, November okay. 2nd. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that Saturday morning, neither one of us are going to want to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And so like we'll get like the market diner sometimes. Yeah. But it's not good. I mean, it's, you know. You know what you're getting. Yeah. I mean, even. We in, did the same thing in, when we lived down in state. And right. It's, yeah. it's diner food. Exactly. Um, and it's just, you know, it could be delivered around the corner. It's just still, once you put something in styrofoam, it's not, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it's not going to be good when it arrives, Yeah, you know? So hopefully that, cha- you know, <coughs> some restaurants started to pull away, but I have a friend who owns a pizza shop who's down 30% really? over last year. And the only thing he can attribute it to is that every restaurant is delivering nowadays, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. back in the day it was pizza and Chinese and now you can get anything delivered that you want to mm-hmm. so yeah who knows um so you guys were at the mall last year or the mm-hmm. year before uh it was la- it was last year right yeah it was last, i think we left a year in october ago. Yeah. yeah 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 we left in october mm-hmm. i mean i know you were at this because i i you know i was always i would talk to mike a couple times about because i was considering it for this year but ultimately i was you know, i didn't know how it would work um it's interesting demographic a little bit different than yeah it wasn't ours. It wasn't our demographic. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> for being, for being black. Yeah, no, I, you know, it was an experience, and we tried it, and yeah. we didn't get killed. But it mm-hmm. was, you know, yeah. and it, it was, it's, it is an interesting dem- demographic. You know, we're told, you know, I counted it several times. I'd count different times of the day how many people were walking through the mall. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, and I was getting excited when we first started. I said, I was here for five minutes, and a hundred people walked by. Yeah nobody stopped to buy anything (laughs) and that's Mm kind of what it was and where we were it's a great spot Mm -hmm. but people are on their way to dinner yeah and you know and and mike would say that too he says you know i want to be here at six o'clock when people are going to dinner on the way back from dinner right after and they said okay well 
all the people that I've talked to that are on their way to dinner say, oh, I'll see you after dinner. We're going to dinner. We got we got reservations. We'll see you after dinner. I never saw them again. Yeah. Well, and um, then even if you do see them, oh, we're full, so full. We don't want to yeah, try anything. No. <laughs> but, you know, it was a, but it wasn't our demographic. You know, those aren't the kind of people that are going to spend $7 on a, on a little jar of salt. Yeah. Um, they were interested in eating yeah you know and, and malls are entertainment now it's they're not as much shopping as they used to as they yeah. used to be they're more entertainment hmm. so people are going there to be entertained and, yeah. and eat and drink and, and, and we are in the uh i love new york um oh okay cool. uh, yeah little area yeah. and so the people that are going there are going there to look at the local stuff so it's yeah. a little bit different you know we, it's harder for us to draw that in yeah i mean we had we were talking to some of the other businesses that were in the same area we were mm-hmm. we were like could you imagine if this entire hallway essentially is what it was was just all local businesses yeah. um you know it'd be a big draw but mm-hmm. that's you know a big ask so yeah for sure and the, and the mall doesn't well, has their own idea on how to do things. Yeah, yeah the people right. in the mall. Mm-hmm. But that have you been to the Welcome Center at the at the mall? I haven't. I don't really get to the mall often. When I do, I want to go to that one store and yeah. then get the hell out. And of there. That's pretty much most of the local people. Yeah. We the, most of the people we were seeing that were customers were from out of town. Yeah. Either Binghamton because there's no place to shop down there, or Watertown, Fort Drum. Yeah, mm-hmm. some Canadian. Yeah. A lot of Canadians. We met a players. lot of people. It just yeah. wasn't, you know, and so the, it's, there is some positive aspects for that. But I mean, you know, just mm-hmm. I spent more time at the mall, I think, than I ever need to <laughs> in my life. It's, yeah. you know, Rebe- you just. <laughs> yeah. Rebecca almost refuses to go there. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of the time when I am there, it's Best Buy because it's like, you know, the, you know, can't like if I need something for the camera or something yeah. like yeah. that. You, you know, know, you go there and that's what most people that I know around here will go and say, well, I'm going to, because I'm going to go to Lord and Taylor. I want to go to. Yeah. William Sonoma, and they, right. you go if you happen to pass something on your way that catches your eye. You might buy something, but you went there for that purpose. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. which so, is so interesting because the malls were that was the place to be. Well, not There's just that, but it's you know you think of in the world of like promoting or marketing your business, you're thinking like, all right, well, I need to get in front of the most people that mm-hmm. I possibly can for the lowest price, and I can convert. And mm-hmm. that's not always the case. Yeah. And that's a little bit of the struggle that we have too with our business. And that's how moving forward, I've already been thinking about it a little bit because people outside of Syracuse, mm-hmm. far outside of Syracuse, don't know the his- don't know Salt City. They don't know the yeah. history of the Salt City. So it's much easier to get someone excited about it when mm-hmm. it's someone that has heard about um, the you know the history of all of it. Yeah. Whereas you know someone at the mall who's traveling from Canada. Right doesn't know anything about that they just see salt and they're like oh i don't know what to do with that i'm just gonna walk, walk <laughs> that's by. why we we want to make sure it's a, a really good product we're mm-hmm. yeah we're in five restaurants that i know of in new york city mm-hmm. i don't know what those restaurants are but <laughs> um, <laughs> but that was but that was a, a restaurant owner that was interested in mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. the actual product it wasn't yeah. about the the history so, yeah so the history will will help uh, in other parts of the country as we were talking about earlier, that are from Syracuse, are familiar with Syracuse. And, uh, oh, this is kind of cool, and, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's the gift item kind of thing. But I want it to be a really good product that people are going to say, I want to use this. Yeah. You know, that's... Well, and I mean, that's that's always been my ultimate goal is eventually, you know, we we have Trapani from Sicily. We have Selgri from France. We have Malden from the UK with Himalayan from Mm -hmm. Pakistan. I mean, you know, imagine one day having... New yeah. York State or Syracuse Salt. Yeah. You know? What do you see as one of the best um, uh, one of the best business decisions that you've made in the last four years? 
starting the business would be one of them. Um, that was a that was that, a good start. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Listen, some some business owners look at that as like the worst decision was starting. Well, no, because I mean, it, it, for me at least, it so came out of the blue. Yeah, um, and it's been a really big learning experience for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but Libby's I mean, not really a big risk taker. Yeah, so it's the problem. I'm not either. I hate I cannot stand it. I mean I don't like spending money. Yeah. Well, I love spending money. But, um, <laughs> so does he. Yeah. So it's okay. <laughs> I love spending money on like this stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Um I just upgraded like the recorder, you know, and so um that was a few hundred dollars and you know, it was like, yeah, I can't wait. But we had our party last weekend and I took out a radio ad for five hundred and fifty bucks and I was mm-hmm. like Oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I'm like mm-hmm. sweating it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um so it, like that to me, it's really in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't mean a whole hell of a lot, $550 for a business, but it just still, it's like a risk. I'm like, oh my God, this better pay off, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you're a little bit more of a risk taker than you take, than you give yourself credit yeah. for. It's, you know, it, it, you, you had, you've talked with Eamon Lee and mm-hmm. Eamon is, you know, he's been a sounding board for salt here for us for a little mm-hmm. while. And you know, I got talking to him one time about, you know, trying to perfect the system, the process, and trying to, you know, do this and do that and take some risks here to try to figure this stuff out. And I said, boy, it's frustrating. He said, but that's why we do what we do. Hmm. You know, we we live for those sorts of things. Yeah. And, you know, just like when, you know, you did a networking event. Yeah. Uh, you don't see a lot of people doing networking events yeah. the way you did it, mm-hmm. I'm sure. I mean, yeah, you can go to the Chamber of Commerce and have a, a mixer mm-hmm. or cocktail hour. I'm a sorry. mixer? I'm not even that old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> an ice cream, ice cream social. social. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that old either. But, um, you, know, you, you know, you take risks and you do it because you you know, that's the kind of person you are and you need yeah. to do that. And, and, you know, like I say, Libby's not much of a risk taker, but yeah. which is a good thing. It's a good balance. And yeah. my, and my partner's not a, not much of a risk taker either. She mm. gets, I think sometimes I think she gets scared to death on some of the things that I'm doing because yeah. we all do, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that's, you know, that's the kind of, you know, that's just mm-hmm. the kind of thing you do. And, you know, and, and I think most of the chefs that I've known, mm and no are that way yeah you know, they're creating something new every day yeah and they don't know if people are going to like it or not listen i could not imagine i was talking to nick sanford recently and he was telling me that when he first started he had like gone out and gotten these credit cards with great low interest rates for a year or whatever and he took out fifty thousand dollars in them to Oof. start toss and fire Oof. oh wow i mean i mean it's paid off yeah, right. It's definitely paid <laughs> off. And I'm really fortunate. These The investment for Eat Local CMY cards was, you know, like 90 cents. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? For a, so, like, the the and the risk isn't really that crazy. Um, if I had to invest that kind of a money, like a restaurant owner, putting in, getting loans, partners, signing a lease on a mm-hmm. play, I mean... That's a yeah. huge freaking risk. And for some reason, banks keep loaning restaurants money. I don't understand that. Yeah. It's just a, it's a huge risk. Yeah. You know, all our equipment, almost all of our equipment is used. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Because you can go up to uh, Cameras, use restaurant equipment, mm-hmm. and he's got mm. 
thousand kitchens worth of stuff in there because yeah. so many restaurants have gone out of business. Yeah. So it's 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 a heck of a risk. But I'm you know as long as they're making their payments to the bank, I guess the bank's okay. Yeah. But, well, now I understand yeah. a little bit too when we first started talking about starting this business. It's like, yeah, you know, we could do that. But like we could, we could open something cool like a bar or something too, a restaurant. <laughs> and he was like, absolutely not. <laughs> so just oh, it's. Yeah. Um, so learned a lot. Yeah. yeah. Now my brother owned a restaurant. It was the Brown Cow Cafe hmm. in Warner's. Not the best place in the world to yeah. open a restaurant just because yeah. it's not on, it's not close to anything. Right. It was a great restaurant. Um, but, you know, it was a huge investment. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's, uh, I could not imagine. I want to open a restaurant one day and I've talked, you know, uh, but I already know it's going to be something small and focused on takeout and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I couldn't, I just couldn't imagine having the, unless you had the money set aside, you know what I mean? Yeah. So. The money to lose? Yeah, I mean, exactly. Like, like, right. Like when you go to the casino, I think I got, yeah. I got a hundred dollars in this pocket <laughs> and when it's gone, I'm done. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't Except think nobody's real. ever done. Yeah. <laughs> if only we were independently wealthy and could just do a side project, a side restaurant, just cause. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Sure. Hmm. So, uh, so if the best decision or one of them was starting it, what's been the worst? We haven't had a lot of, well, knock on wood, <laughs> bad luck, I guess. Well, I, I can say that because of me not having the visual, we've tried some things. They were, you know, low, low impact, low expense. Yeah. But, you know, the learning process of, you know, I think we should try these boxes or these bags or, mm. you know, you know, get some ribbon and do these different things and then come to find out, I said, that really isn't going to work. We're not going to do that. You know, if I had spent maybe another 10 minutes and said, is this really a good idea? How's this going to look? Spend that time. And we didn't, Mm -hmm. I actually, I will say one of the best decisions we made was to hire a designer. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. We Mm -hmm. waited maybe a year longer than we, we probably would have been better off not waiting. Oh, and I, I'll take, I try to take little offense to that since I did the original design. No, and it, and it, but but it was good. It, it was good. But there was one of those yeah. things where we, you know, we kind of learned by fire. We mm-hmm. yeah. we jumped into it and and it worked out all right. But when you compare it to the newer stuff and mm-hmm. actually mm-hmm. having a professional design, yeah, you know, and somebody asked me the other day, there's a guy mm-hmm. starting trying to start a salt business down in Maryland, and he said, well, what do you think about you know, hiring a professional to do it. And I said, absolutely. Yeah. I said, we didn't do it right away. It took us three years. Yeah. Best decision I think we ever made, hmm. getting the right person and spending the time working through that kind of thing. And, yeah. you know, we couldn't be happier. I don't think we could be happier yeah. and with and our we design. Were, we were really lucky to find the right person the first time. Yeah. Um, which that, that doesn't always and happen. That, and that took almost two years. Mm-hmm. I met her mm-hmm. almost two years before we actually hired her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it can. I mean, I designed um, that. Yeah. Which, mm-hmm. for those of you listening, is the first Eat Local CMY card, <laughs> which looks like uh, you know a two-year-old put it together. Um, I mean, that's awful, right? That's just that's bad. It's cute. Yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> and then Michelle McGrady designed that. Yeah. yeah. You know, so I mean, there's a huge difference, you know. And but you start with a jumping off, jumping yeah. off point too. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah mm. Whatever. <laughs> um, to think that I put that out there and that like 700 people had that in their wallet is a little embarrassing when I look at that thing. Yeah. <laughs> but I make those little like 
decisions all the time. Like, oh, I'm going to mm-hmm. buy this sticker. Or, you know, I, it's definitely not one of the dumbest. But, you know, I, like we one of the struggles we have for the people who have the card is reminding them who which restaurants are on the mm-hmm. card. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, you don't have that big, ugly book that people used to, kids right. used to sell and yeah. know, rip out a coupon. This is way better than that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Can you say that one more? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm sorry, seriously. That is, when, I, when you first started doing this, I'm thinking, oh, that, that makes so much sense. Yeah. I guess the, the challenge would be making sure that people know mm-hmm. where they can go because not yeah. everybody's going to look on the computer. You know, we didn't do a lot of print stuff mm-hmm. because we wanted to drive people to the website. Yeah. And, uh, I don't think as many people go to the website as we were hoping they would. Mm. Uh, so, you know, yeah. you'd have to go to the website to, yeah. you know, to find out what restaurants right. take the card. Well, I'm sure you notice this too. Social media is driven by everything. I mean, our, yeah. our, our site, our social sites get way more right. visits than it's our kind of, website It's kind of what pays his bills. It's so. true. Yeah. yeah, I think you probably would, get, would notice yeah. that. <laughs> it's changing though so much. I mean, like I have to do this. Uh, I, I love doing this. I mean, if I could just sit here all day and do podcasts, I would do that. But, you know, it's changing so much. Instagram's going to be gone in any moment, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I mean, the engagement's already down like crazy, and that's what, you yeah. know, hopefully drives things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I'm constantly trying to find, like, we're on TikTok. I don't know what the hell to do on TikTok. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know, but I know I'm on there, and I know that there's a million, you know, 17-year-olds out there, like, doing, you know, beauty videos and I know I'm not going to do that but I have to be on there doing something and Snapchat the same thing you know so it is trying to figure out what's going to work and what's going to help drive sales it's just kind of a funny little anecdote I I work my day job is surrounded by college students okay so um in the same day I had and this goes along with social media I had one one student tell me that lit is not used anymore. And the same day I had a student text me, Oh, that's lit. I'm like, I don't know what to do now. Like, is, is it, is it in or is it yeah, out? And same, right. It's same with like with yeah. Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Yeah. Like, you know. I know we're, we're at an advantage in Syracuse where things are going to take time, you know, before they kind of take effect here. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll have a little bit more time with it, but, um, yeah, but things do change pretty quickly, you know, mm-hmm. so, but, you know, with the cards, so my dumb decision was I had stick, I was like, oh, I'll get door stickers made, so that way when somebody's going to open the door, they'll see, oh, yeah. the right. stickers were clear with blue lettering, so oh. no one ever saw it. <laughs> well, that was, and that was actually what our very first thought was to do clear labels, Yeah, but a lot of our infused salts are yeah all different colors and so it's the the first time i printed something i was like this is not gonna work nope <laughs> <laughs> just can't read it at all <laughs> yeah so now i've been smart enough to make everything that, that design that michelle did but yeah you know yeah, it's, it's definitely it's well worth hiring somebody that knows what they're doing i know and as marketing is one of those things where we just never feel good about spending money on yeah you know you did a radio ad yeah and i think the last thing i want to do is a radio ad nothing against anybody doing yeah. radio but it's right. thinking who listens to the radio well i do yeah so mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> i know people so in syracuse i mean you know i i uh listen to gary vaynerchuk a lot and so you know he'll say it in local small markets so the older things still work, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. as much as I can't stand 90% of what the post standard and Syracuse.com does that I have a client that they still run an ad in the paper every week and it still gets mm-hmm. customers coming right. in with the ad, you yeah. know, um, yeah. we just at Kubal hire digital hive. So we'll see how, mm. you know, that works out, mm-hmm. you know, but, 
Um, well, you'll be working with some of my one of my former employees. So I'm oh curious. really? Well, not here, but yeah, yeah. My one of my student workers just got a job there. And oh, she, cool. She does. I actually have a couple student workers. One of them has helped out here, and she now she works for content at Syracuse.com. Oh. oh, really? Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I do like Google ads, and those convert. Mm-hmm. You know, I spend five dollars a day on a Google ad, and I'll usually get one sale a day from it. Well, and that's, that's and great. that's what we found too with like the social um, yeah. and those types of ads is that it's low risk because you're really not spending that much and yeah. you, you have, it's like instant gratification. Right. You start exactly. to see what's, you know, yeah. happening. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, before we end, where can people find you? Um, well online and you can always shoot us an email. We are, we have our, our workshop now. So we're, he is usually there during the day yeah. so you can stop by. Cool. Um, and we're in a lot of local stores. So yeah. we're up to 33. Wow. Yeah, We're so up to I'll, 33 retail partners okay. right now, and anywhere from 20 East in Casanova, Hamilton, Swank, um, Syracuse Soapworks. I don't want to say everybody because then I'll miss somebody. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. Metro Home. I just made a delivery today. Oh, cool. So a lot of the Stay smaller, cool. yeah, a lot of the, some of the smaller gift shops, and yeah. um, and we're always online. Yeah, and, and a, a lot of I, we should say a lot of our um, retailers carry different types of what we have cool. um so if there's something you're looking for and you can't find it you can always shoot us an email yeah because yeah, or order online yeah because hafner's has most of what we have but they don't oh, know if wow. they have everything well they don't and have then, the Himalayan products and yeah and some you know you, you're right so yeah. not everybody <laughs> so, has everything right. i mean mm-hmm. we've got you know infused we're about 17 different infused sea wow. salts or mm-hmm. salts we're slowly converting our infused sea salts over to our own salt okay um and then uh and then six, you know, it's interesting. We haven't really moved much of our uh, much natural sea salts mm. since, since we started we've had producing our own, our own. Mm. Like so, the which is a good thing. Yeah, we're we're good, moving yeah. more of our own, and and uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah. we're hmm. we're in Geneva, we're uh, we're in Hamilton, we're Brooklyn. Hope, yeah, all over. That's awesome. You know, maybe we'll be in Ithaca soon. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. but we love, and yeah. we I mean we love. That's one of the why. Is, my immediate thing is to shoot us an email rather than order online just because we really like to hear from people. Yeah. So, um, you know, especially like, we'll we'll have a lot of people that we'll see at different events and they'll say, Oh, I did this really cool thing, you know, with this salt. And we're like, well, we want to know that because then we can share that with other people. This is a really cool thing to do with it. So we, that's our big thing. Yeah. I mean, this podcast is going to drop, uh, I think the first or second week in November. So when people are listening to this, I mean, I bought two boxes last year as Christmas gifts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that. Thank you. And we're yeah. And and David from Clean Slate because his mm-hmm. his he uses our kitchen, so he runs oh, our cool. kitchen too. And mm-hmm. yeah. so I see Dave every couple of weeks, and yeah. uh, he's mm. he's he's doing it the right way. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, that's awesome. Some people just get the extract and they drop it in the balsamic. He yeah. you know, he infuses it. He's yeah. out there peeling garlic mm-hmm. and that's great and yeah. figs and stuff, and he's. He's doing a lot of cool stuff too, and he's got some good mixes that he's doing yeah. too. Mm-hmm. So, and I always like That's to cool. say that they make good gifts for people that like to play around in the kitchen or people that have everything and that you don't yeah. know what to get them. <laughs> and that's um, exactly who it was for. It's yep. like mm-hmm. my dad and then my, you know, soon to be father in law, they both got it and they both mm-hmm. loved it. Yep. My parents yeah. love the little salt thing. Well, on I their think um, counter. This is something I've noticed with like with olive on broccoli and olive oil. Mm-hmm. You know, people get it some olive oil, some really good stuff. And they said, well, I don't want to use it. My mother did this. I said, we I brought her some olive oil from Italy. Mm-hmm. And uh, she said, well, I'll just use that special. I said, no, you use it all the time. Yeah, right. This mm-hmm. is, 
it doesn't do you any good to save this stuff. Yeah. So when, when people buy the good stuff, like, mm-hmm. you know, salt and yeah. you know, balsamics, use it. That's yeah. what it's there for. It's, mm-hmm. you know, things aren't going to go bad necessarily, right. but um, it's there to use. And yeah. you should, you know, you should really enjoy your food. So that's a good way to enjoy your food. Use it every day. Yep. Yeah. So Good coffee, same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Don't <laughs> <laughs> make more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Thank you both for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thank you for having us. This is fun. Yeah, Yeah. this is great. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yep. Well, there it is, everybody. Thank you so much for checking out the podcast. If you don't already, hit that subscribe button, whatever platform you're listening to this on. So that way, the second we drop a new episode, you will be the first to know about it. And don't forget to leave us a review. That's a very important aspect in the podcasting world. Leave us a review. Let us know what you think of the Local CMY podcast. Don't forget to follow us over on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube, TikTok, <coughs> LinkedIn. Man, it really does get annoying. I'm so grateful to have all of you followers, but my God, is it annoying to post to 20 platforms a day. Um, anyways, you can follow us on any of those things. <laughs> Uh, or just head over to eatlocalcny.com and pick up your Eat Local CMY card. All right, thank you so much, and we're going to catch you at the next episode.